here's how to make a mobile app. Get an idea, learn objective C and build your app with Xcode, submit it to the Apple Store, and wait. Or you could go through the Google Play Store for Android devices and write your app in Java. But a proliferation of new tools and online platforms are allowing folks to bypass the majority of the coding process and still wind up with an app for their phone or tablet. I'm Audrey Homan, and on this episode of the 21st Century Classroom, we'll be talking with a Vermont educator who spent his summer vacation making an app for his middle school math class. It was surprisingly painless, and the app in question is already being improved upon by his students. But the best part? No more homework papers getting left under desks or at home, because who doesn't have their phone on them at all times now? Let's listen. Meet Jared Bailey. Uh, my name is Jared Bailey. Uh, I'm a teacher at Williston Central School um, on Sterling House, and I teach specifically 5th and 6th grade math. This summer, Bailey attended the Make, Learn, Create camp in Burlington and learned the mobile app-making tool AppShed. With AppShed, Bailey was able to build an app for his middle school math students and their families, containing homework assignments, lesson plans, and review drills. Students install it on their devices by scanning a QR code, and Bailey's able to respond to requests for updates within, as he says, about 20 minutes. Let's hear how he did it. So the way it works on uh, AppShed is it's a web-based app, um, so it, I didn't have to go through like a software developer license for Google or at the Apple Store. So it's based as a web page. And then um, what students and parents do is they open it and then they go through their device um, and save it to their home screen, uh, whether it's with Safari or Google Chrome. Um, and then it looks like a button, uh, any normal button would, on the app, on the device rather, um, whether it's a phone or um, a tablet. Mm-hmm. And it also does work as a, a website as well. So Great. So yeah. what does your app do? Uh, well, in theory, it's supposed to be kind of one-stop shopping uh, for students and parents alike. Um, I'm kind of in an infancy phase at this point, uh, rolling it out. But um, what it does now is it uh, has buttons that allow students to email me, um, or students and parents, I should say, uh, to email me, uh, email our TA if they're going to be absent. Uh, there is a link to the uh, Sterling House Twitter feed. Um, if they want to look for kind of daily updates, uh, they can make they can um, it'll activate the phone feature on their phones if they need to call the classroom or call the TA. Um, so that's kind of all on the main screen. I've also posted stuff up there. Uh, homework documents are up there for that they can access and look at. Uh, grading policy papers. Um, that's all from the main screen. Um, and then there's other buttons that are grade specific. So fifth graders can get to uh, fifth grade math topics. They can get to the fifth grade homework page. Uh, sixth grade does the same thing for their grade. Um, and then the last button in the app right now links to a YouTube channel uh, that I also created this summer at the Create, Make, and Learn Institute um, where we're going to start posting some green screen videos that we're going to make. Um, kind of My goal is to have kind of student, my students make Khan Academy videos for each other. Um, so I have the green screen set up in my classroom and eventually we'll get into some of that, um, and rolling it out. And then those videos will be embedded on the app as well. So if students are struggling with a concept in theory, they should be able to go onto the app, uh, 
get up with the YouTube channel and then uh, sort through and find a topic that they may want to watch their classmates explain a little bit better how to do. So this is really an app that you made for your students and their families, or is it more like you're trying to get the public to see what's happening in your classroom as well? Uh, it's certainly available for anybody. I've publicized it uh, on my Twitter feed and on our uh, house Twitter feed, um, and then I'll be rolling it out formally with parents um, at Curriculum Night here coming up. But um, I guess it's more, it's directed at kind of one-stop shopping uh, for parents and students that have me um, as their math teacher, um, but nothing that's up there is um, restricted to anybody else that wanted to view it. So so what did you think of the whole app shed construction experience? Would you recommend it to other educators? Absolutely. Super easy. Um, it was um, easy to pick up on. Uh, the tutorials are great. Um, they have, you know, kind of quick hit two to three minute uh, videos for each kind of process in building the app. Um, and once you watch those, you feel pretty fluent with it. Um, it. It is very intuitive in its design. So when you want to do something, um, there, it's got buttons and icons that you just click on and it gets you to where you want to be pretty quickly without having to overthink. Um, so I would recommend it. Um, it's been great. Uh, it, it allows you to build for other apps. So if you, you, know, you build one for your classroom or you build one, you know, you could build other apps you could build an app for your kids to have on their phone as a parent that could allow them to you know save important phone numbers and all sorts of stuff like that so it's um you know i i used it with the intent of rolling out an app uh for my classroom and for my parents and stuff but then i certainly saw the value of using it you know personally or for things outside of school too because um, it's really easy to use and it's pretty fun too so so what was the hardest part about building the app uh the hardest part about building the app uh, for me was kind of, I guess, the design. I wanted it to interact as true to a, an app as, as it can um, in terms of like, you know, having buttons and, and that sort of stuff. So some of that initial design had to go through a couple of, of reworks because you when you change the formatting, you can make it like text only or you can make it text plus an icon or icon only. And each of those you know, completely reworks how the app interfaces. So for me, it was really how do I want people to interface with the app? And then I needed to go through some trial and error of some of the different design features um, to build that foundation in. And then um, once I did that, though, when you start to go in to add new items, um, it rolls out uh, really easy. So for me, it was really thinking, it was having to start from the idea of how do I want people to interface with the app, knowing that, then building the app so that it matched what I wanted my user experience to be. Mm. So are, do you have any other, are you going to build any more apps? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm building an app right now uh, for my wife. Um, we own a horse farm that she runs. Um, and so I'm you know rolling an app out uh, for her that allows her to uh, update lesson schedules and allows her clients to email her um, and um, watch instructional videos that she's been using um, in the field. So we're, I'm just playing around with that, um, which is kind of cool because it's the uses for that app are uh, very different, although there are some similarities, but very different to what the classroom app features need to be. So, um, so I'm using that uh, now because it's just kind of fun to play with it and see what happens. Great. Yeah. 
So with the app that you've you've rolled out, have you gotten any feedback from students and parents about it? Uh, I have not uh, specifically had feedback from parents yet. Um, uh, curriculum night uh, is coming up. Um, I have uh, had a few students download it. Um, and just as of yesterday, I had a sixth grade uh, student approach me about his experience with the app. And he was disappointed with uh, some of its limitations. Um, and so rather than just accepting that, I asked him, I said, well, what, you know, kind of what would you want the app to do? Because I haven't explored all the features on AppShed. So by you saying something to me, it doesn't, you know, there's, there's a chance that I could probably make it go. Um, he gave me a large list. So some of the features I uh, started telling you about, um, I literally just published to the app this morning at 745. Um, I had a fifth grade girl tell me that she really would like a multiplication chart on the app so she can pull that up. So there's a multiplication chart on there now. So, um, you know, the home screen started kind of with uh, four buttons and now I've expanded that offering. And then the individual grade uh, icon started with a few buttons and now those are expanding as well, largely just based on students downloading them. Um, and, and playing with it and then letting me know what else they like to see, um, which has been great. It's also been cool because I rolled it out uh, as a QR code and a lot of students um, haven't had a lot of experience with that. So for them, it's a fun thing to do to go and, and you know download a QR scanning app and then scan a QR code for the first time and see that it like pops this app up that they can all of a sudden manipulate. So that's been a fun process to help them with too. So from the time that you found out that you needed a multiplication table in your app to deployment at 7.45 this morning, about how much time did you spend putting the, the new feature together? Uh, I rolled out probably a dozen new features this morning, um, and in total it might have taken 20 minutes. Um, but that was really more of a matter of when I had the documents, so a lot of them were document uploads, um, which is really easy. But for me, I'd like to try to find engaging button icons. So it's doing more safe searching and trying to find good button icons that kind of are visually engaging for students. Um, so for me, more of my time is spent trying to make it you know, visually appealing, something that I would hope a fifth or fifth or sixth grader would want to interact with. Um, but the content piece is actually really easy to upload. Once you're in AppShed and you're logged in, um, you can change, um, you can change or add content and have that published as an update, I'd say within two minutes. And then the next time anybody opens the app, it just says an, app, an update's available. Do you want to update the app? And it does it. Um, and then the app relaunches and it looks just like it did on my app shed account screen. So it's pretty cool. And it's, it's, I'm really impressed with how fast it updates. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what about, um, have you thought about maybe letting your students create apps with AppShed? Uh, I am thinking about it. Uh, one of the things I'm having students do this year um, as kind of a passion-based learning project is every Friday um, they're building their own independent projects um, focused on the idea of what do you want to do to improve your world and how is math going to help. Um, and I've really left it at that and students are creating from there. Um, and I could definitely see the value in having a student build an app as a, P as a way to showcase uh, whatever their project is and to add in features uh, for, you know, as a way to publish kind of their, what they've done and, and uh, a way for uh, people outside of our, our team and outside of our building even um, 
to, to connect with some of the learning that this, you know, whatever that student is, is interested in showcasing. Um, you know, for us, it gets a little tricky at the fifth and sixth grade level because we run into a lot of user agreements that are <laughs> 13 years old plus. Um, so I haven't looked at that, uh, the specifics of that in terms of can a 10 or 11 year old use it. Um, but I can see the value in it and, and maybe AppShed doesn't allow it, but maybe there's others, other apps that are kind of kid, kid focused. Um, and I would love to explore something like that with a student if that's a direction they wanted to head in. So your, your app is, um, uh, it's a web app. Yes. And have you thought about um, potentially expanding it to be an iOS app or tackling Android development? Uh, I mean, that it, I, when I uh, signed up for the strand, uh, you know, create your own app, I thought I didn't, I didn't, that the idea of a web-based app that interfaces um, like an app store purchased app or, or, or downloaded app was not, was completely foreign to me. So I thought the process was going to be going through, you know, downloading um, the different developer softwares and registering and, um, but in looking at the licensing, um, you know, for an individual teacher to go through, you know, iOS licensing and Google licensing, you know, um, there's a certain piece of it that seems, you know, cost prohibitive. And, you know, while this app may not have the bells and whistles um, or be able to jump from app to app like other apps can, or, you know, native built apps, um, you know, is it really worth the whatever, you know, probably somewhere between two and $300 initially and then $100 annually for the Apple side um, to do that? You know, I think I can, I can give the students and parents an experience with the app um, really close. Like, you know, instead, I, I maybe can't afford to make Coke, but I can give them Diet Coke, <laughs> you know, right. um, at zero cost. And, and, you know, I can spend that money doing some other stuff in the classroom, so... It's a cost, you know, it's a cost benefit thing at that point. So, what advice would you have for educators who have never built an app before but want to try building their own web app? Uh, play, get in there and play. Um, you know, there's AppShed is is one, um, and there's you know other ones that interface differently. But you know, if you have content uh, that you want to share, uh, you know, the twenty first century we're moving towards you know, individual devices, whether they're tablets or phones. So, um, you know, having a, having a place where people can access that content quickly um, is a great way to get, get out what you want to get out so that you're, you're avoiding that, well, we didn't know or we had no idea syndrome. You know, it's, it's a button on their phone uh, or their tablet, just like anything else. So if you have content that you want people to have and, and to share with others, you know, it's really easy. I had never built a web-based app before, um, the create, make and learn workshop. That strand was basically a half day of learning and then a half day of playing. Uh, and by the end of that day, you know, I, I had an app with the basic content that I wanted students to have. And then I was able to just kind of go in and add from there, um, and roll it out at the start of the school year. And, and now, you know, two or three weeks into the school year, it's already kind of gone to version 2.0 based on student feedback. So it's, um, it was a really meaningful uh, process and it wasn't, um, it wasn't overwhelming by any, by any stretch. So when you, you say that when you first rolled it out, you had um, the list of features your students had asked for. When you began designing the app, did you consult your students as to what they wanted in the app? 
Uh, on summer vacation, uh, it was difficult to kind of reach out uh, and connect with them uh, just because the, the, the Create, Make, and Learn workshop was in July. Um, you know, I had toyed with the idea of an app before, um, and so I had done some just kind of informal, you know, checked in with certain students just to kind of see, like, you know, what would you like? Um, but I knew the basics of the content that I wanted. I wanted them to be able to look at what their homework was. I wanted them to be able to email me if they had questions. Um, and so I kind of just started from there in terms of like what what information do I feel like students should be able to have at their fingertips quickly. Um, again, kind of coming from the what what are things that what's information that I can give them ahead of time so that I'm avoiding reacting to the same question you know 25 30 different times so let me get all the information out that i can and then you know i'm avoiding a long list of questions from parents and students on the back end so kind of getting out ahead of it so i thought about what information what is important information that i like to get out there um, to students and parents and then okay let's build that and then knowing that that was going to be there as as the basics i you know i kind of was able and then seeing, I guess, the ease of, of updating the app, I knew I could react to student feedback in, in pretty real time. So, you know, like I was talking about today, the, you know, the turnaround from feedback to, uh, to having that in the app was less than 24 hours for the kids. So I think it was a powerful thing for them to see that, you know, if they wanted to tell me something that, you know, I would look into it. And if it's something I could accomplish or get really close to, you know, I'll put it out there and we'll put it on the app and take a look at it. So I think it's, you know, what's nice about that is um, while they're not owners of the app, they feel like they have ownership in some of the content um, because I'm building it with them in mind. So for them to feel comfortable enough to come up and suggest ideas, um, you know, gives them, um, you know, gives them something. I want them to be invested in the app. I want it to be a usable app. Um, and I think they understand that, which is why they're so, you know, um, willing to give their feedback on it. Excellent. So if, one last question. If you had any advice that you could give to students who want to get into app development, what would that be? Uh, I would say, you know, build an app with purpose. Um, you know, I, I think part of it is, you know, have the idea of building and designing an app is really cool, but to what end? You know, have an idea in mind of something you'd like to get out there and have it have enough content to make it a meaningful app if you're gonna you know if you want to build an app to really just get one or two things out there you know you might as well just start like an interactive blog or something or you know something like that but if you have lots of stuff that you're hoping to to share um you know build it and and, and think about it as you know a sales or marketing person in terms of like is it you know build something that you think would be cool for other people to use because you know, there's millions and millions of apps and there's more on their way every day. And some of them are really, you know, fun to log into a lot and others aren't. And if you want yours to be one of those, you know, start kind of from a design standpoint and think about what would be a really cool app to use daily. And what are the features of apps that you use every day that you, which makes them fun to go on? You know, is it, you know, real-time content? Is it, you know, a visually engaging app? Um, and then, you know, build that into your design. I can see teachers wanting to have their own app. I really do see it as, as a nice way to link parents in especially. Um, you know, but students oftentimes, you know, they'll forget their planner or they'll forget their backpack, but they never forget their phone. 
<laughs> That's true. So, you know, the student the student will come back to school for their phone. They don't always come back to school for their planner. <laughs> so if that's a part of their if that's a part of their person, you know, then the information's there. Now a lot of them always seem to have a tablet too. So put the information where they are and where they go most in their day. And then hopefully they'll consult it more. Exactly. Exactly. You know, make it, you know, tie the education into it. So if you know they've always got their phone, put the information on the phone because that's where they're going to go first. So there you go. In the 21st century classroom, there are bold new ways for educators to send information with their students. And you don't even wind up with purple ink on your hands. Bonus. Thank you to Jared Bailey and to everyone at Williston Central School in Williston, Vermont, especially those two educators who rescued me when I got hopelessly lost in the building, because without you guys, I'd probably still be there. The track you're listening to in the background is called Sampling Anna. It's by a band called LEG, who've released it under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial License, which means we can share it with all of you as part of this podcast. I'm Audrey Homan, and this has been an episode of the 21st Century Classroom, podcast of the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education. Check us out online at tarrantinstitute.org, where you can also find a link to Jared Bailey's Middle School Math Web app.